I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Oh my god, you're so tall, you look like a giraffe. Mm, that's why you dead built like a baked bean. A baked... A baked bean! And welcome. You are locked down to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the draft deacon, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? All right, I got some exciting news if you are from the state of Kentucky. Oh, my wife is? Today, Vincent Goodwill. Goodwill? Good. Yeah, I think it's Goodwill. Yeah, Yahoo? From Yahoo. Reports. One big focus for next season has been the status of the Toronto Raptors due to the United States' handling of COVID-19. Travel into Canada has been banned, you know, because... Oh, yeah. All of that, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, for instance, like the Blue Jays in baseball, they played their home games in Buffalo. Uh, Toronto FC played their games in East Hartford. The Raptors, reporting from Goodwill, face a similar dilemma, and league sources tell Yahoo that an alternate location of Louisville, Kentucky is being considered... Whoa! Could we have? Oh, big deal! That's a the big deal. Louisville Raptors for uh, a period of time. I don't know, but as you know, that's where all the Jurassic Park films were were filmed. Yes, just outside the Ark that is also in Kentucky. Oh yeah, uh, uh, what, Isaac. Were had, there dinosaurs on the Ark? We had two of each: a brontosaurus, a two. But obviously, y'all know that uh, Nick and myself uh, have. Uh, ties to Kentucky, and um, yeah, I've, I'm, I will always advocate that Louisville, Kentucky, should be a home of an NBA basketball team. Bring the Kentucky Colonels back. There's an ABA team back in the day. Artists Gilmore. I will always push for this. I'm in some like deep groups on this. I I'm in some <laughs> newsletters. Dan Issel um, follows me on Twitter because he's like heading up this group. He's been trying. So anyway, at some point. I'm going to be the host of Locked On Kentucky Colonels. <laughs> and if that happens, I'll probably move back with you. We'll double we'll double duty it. We'll do both of them. We'll do I think them. we might be like in a retirement home hosting that podcast. <laughs> that ever. Hey, you never know what's going to happen in the next couple of years. Uh, I do know what's going to happen for the next like 30 minutes or so. Isaac and I are going to get into our draft prospects for the 18th pick that are big men. So centers, kind of. Some of them just bigger than normal wings, <laughs> I think, with these yeah. guys. But... We're focusing on four prospects today, um, and we're going to get to those, talk talk to you all about them. Not super sold on a lot of these, but I think some of you guys are, so we'll talk about them. Uh, but before we do, our five-star Apple Podcast review question uh, from Johnny21. If you want to get a question in, give a five-star Apple Podcast review, and we'll put a question in it. We'll answer it. Johnny21 wants to know, would you rather have Luka win his first title with a third star or just with KP and very solid role players? Which title would you rather have? With a third star or just with the role players in KP? I mean, yeah, I would just take the role players in KP. <laughs> I mean, uh, that means it could be next year, right? <laughs> Unless they add somebody this offseason. Yeah. Would you rather? Well, yeah, heck. Heck, I, yeah, I would rather Luca win a title without KP and just be by himself. You no, know? With, like, with, oh, yeah, but with KP and just yeah, role players. I, mean, I, I think naturally, if you're just viewing it from a Luca standpoint, yeah, it would be awesome just to see Luca just will a team by himself and win a title. But I don't give a crap how they win a title. <laughs> so, 
Uh, just but the, I think title? this I think this point is so it's been sort of this popular take to say I don't want Giannis because you know you I don't, don't want to be the Miami Heat like Tim Cato get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to our boy Tim Cato. <laughs> now nah, we love Tim. He's but you know what I mean. Pod, the, but you know person. what I mean though. It's been. It's been a popular thing to say, like, oh, I don't want that because then all of a sudden they're the Miami Heat, you know, big three, or they're like the Warriors in 2017-18. Now, here's the, here's the thing with both of those. No, they're not either one of those because, one, Dwayne Wade had, has, had won a title before and all of that in Miami. I know that... Just the idea know, of Shaq, adding, you know, like like buying a title, basically, with, with adding those players instead of... No, I think it's a little bit different when you're, at, when you're putting... You know, three play. No matter that they are really, really good, I think there is a difference. Whenever the core of your team, star players or not, have haven't done it before, I think that's I think that's different. And some people might view it the same. I view it different. KD joining the Warriors like that squad had won titles before. Like Wade in that organization just won. You know, so like yeah. Anyway, oh well. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. All right, let's get into our first prospect as Isaac uh, chastises his dog, the same dog from the uh, infamous story last week. The dog is on my bed right now. So. Oh, on the bed. Still smell? No, no. Smell's, smell's gone. gone. Smell's gone. All right, our first prospect, big man, for the 18th pick, possibly for the Mavericks. No. Alexej... <laughs> Poku Sevsky. Oh, God. We're going to call him Poku. <laughs> Please roast Nick if he just said that wrong. Roast him because I'm not even going to try this. Alexis Poku Sevsky. That's his name. We're going to call him Poku. Uh, seven foot, 201 pounds. Is this Nerlens? <laughs> seven foot three wingspan. Going to be almost 19 at draft day. He's from Greece. He played on Olympiacos last year. Uh, he's a lanky seven-footer who moves like a wing and passes like a guard, but needs to grow into his thin frame to thrive in the NBA, says The Ringer. Uh, he has versatile shooting potential. He's a pretty good shooter. He's a nifty passer. That's The Ringer's word, nifty. I found that kind of interesting. That was very KOC, that word. Uh, he's potentially a versatile defender if he gets stronger. Obviously, he has agility and fluidity, but he's just so small, man. Like He's so skinny. Uh, it's kind of you know Porzingis-like. It's Nerlens-like. It's all that kind of stuff. He's, he has inconsistent defensive effort. He's a pretty streaky shooter, though. Uh, doesn't hold his follow-through on jumpers. One of the reasons for his streakiness. Better fundamentals will lead to a better result. All that from The Ringer, by the way. The Ringer has him mocked at 12, actually on their, their their big board. ESPN has him mocked at 19. The Athletic had him mocked at 18, right where, right where the Mavericks were. And then Tankathon had him at 17. So he's going to be available probably right in the area there. It really seems like this is just another Porzingis, right? Like just a, yeah. a, the next version of Porzingis coming up. What did you think about Poku? So much potential. Um yeah, like you said, I mean, anytime you have a seven footer with a seven three wingspan that can move like him, uh, and I honestly like, I I know you say like the what did you say the follow through? I honestly wrote on here. I said one of the quickest releases in the entire draft. Like this dude, I I love his shot. I, I absolutely love it. He's from Serbia, by the way. I said he's from Greece, but he played in Greece last year. That that's a mistake. I know people are gonna come after me yeah. for that because people always. <laughs> They get upset about that. But the the Serbia connection is like the Nikola Jokic thing. A lot of people are saying yeah. he's this next seven foot point guard that's going to be like Nikola Jokic, but he's, but he's way a, yeah, way he's, skinnier than Jokic. It's like two it's like two of Jokic's. He's so skinny when I was watching so on Synergy, you know, you can watch pretty much every freaking shot they've ever taken in their entire life. And 
I was watching and the film setup on the Synergy film for him was like baseline, but like low baseline. It wasn't like a broadcast angle. So it was like kind of like on court view. It's just, and he's, you know, he played in this, he played in the Greek league, but it was like he was on the B team for Olympiacos. So I'm not going to say and act like I know a ton about him, um, but he did play on the B team. There is like this whole, in a way, I was reading, uh, I don't think it was Schmitz, it was somebody, and they were comparing it kind of to Giannis. Not him to Giannis, but this whole like thing of when you see this guy out there, it's so lanky. He's a seven footer. He obviously stands out, but this is like really bad talent. And it's like they were comparing it to Giannis because it's like you don't know really how to evaluate it. Because you see, you, when you see these footages of Giannis going against this really bad talent, it's like, well, of course he really sticks out athletically and physically, but you're like, what does this look like? Because when he plays against like real men and like all this stuff. So it's real. I just don't like, I just look at this guy and I say, man, I love his shot for being seven foot. I love how he comes off screens. Like it's crazy that he's seven foot and he plays like that. Um, and yeah, he's super athletic. He blocks some shots. Uh, it's just going to take a lot of time. I mean, he's the, you know, if Boston keeps their picks, which we don't think they will. I mean, he's, like I would mock them, mock him to Boston at 16 and just say for them to take him. And then they just stash him for a bit. And because he's the guy that's, he's not going to step in right now and play. Yeah. He, heck, he might not even come over for a, a bit. So, uh, but he is super athletic. And I think he's, here's the thing with Dallas. If Dallas took them, you know, that Tony Ronzoni and Donnie Nelson are signing off on him. And like one of these draft things I was reading on him, they mentioned Ronzoni specifically, who's been on this pod before and stuff. He's one of the best international guys in the entire NBA, so well-respected in an international uh, circuit. So anyway, when it comes to scouting international players, if Dallas you know, did draft him, then you know that one of the best international scouting departments and front offices in the league are signing off on it. So I would trust it for sure at that point. I just don't see a fit for Dallas. I don't see it either. He's just not an impact now player, which is what the Mavericks are going for. If they had, if they wanted to take some time, like he said, and develop a guy like this and, you know, become, I don't know, could he play next to Porzingis in the future? Probably, but probably not for three or four years to be effective, right? Yeah, uh, I don't, somebody threw out there a Dragon Bender comp for it and that <laughs> just scared the crap out of me. <laughs> And I just want to, I'm, I just want to look past that and say he's not Bender. He can handle the ball better than Bender. Like he can do stuff with he the can, ball, yes. passer better, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah. All right, let's get into some more prospects coming up. We'll talk about Jalen Smith, Jaden McDaniel's, and Precious Achua. We'll talk about those guys coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris, did you know that chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers? They just have different. Tears. You can basically go to the back really? room, get the special prices. <laughs> but at rockauto.com, the prices are all the same for everybody and they're reliably low. Rockauto.com always has the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do. Rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or a login. You can just go in and buy stuff. RockAuto.com is a catalog that's unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Just put in the make, model, the year of your car, and you can find all the parts available for you. And the prices are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to RockAuto.com, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and write in Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into our next prospect. Let's do Jalen Smith. 
Jalen Smith, 6'10", 225 pounds, 7'1", wingspan. He's going to be 20 years old at the time of the draft. Went to school in Maryland. The ringer said he's a coordinated big man who can shoot and handle the ball, though he'll need to make strides on defense to become a full-time starter. He's a pretty good shooter with you know sound mechanics. He excels off of screens and handoffs. He is dynamic screening threat, which is kind of interesting as a you know as a characteristic. Sets strong fundamental picks, uh, and he's a good interior finisher with either hand. Has touch. He can finish with power. He's a high motor, high IQ defender, solid shot blocker with savvy sense of timing. But he does have stiff lateral movement that hurts his pick and roll perimeter defense. Guards blow right by him often, and he has a pretty weak lower body strength. The ringer has him uh, 17 in their big board. ESPN mocked him at 20. The Athletic had him at 17, and Tankathon had him at 19. What do you think about Jalen Smith? Uh, yeah, I'm big dude out of uh, out of Maryland, and you know when you look at his stat line, his sophomore season, you know he's played two years in college. Uh, Put up 15, 10, and you know, two, I think a little over two blocks a game. Um, I liked him in college. I think he was, I thought he was impressive in college. I think when you, when you look at, do you trust the shot? Do you trust the shot improvement? Because you look at his, um, I almost said rookie, you look at his <laughs> freshman season in college, he shot 26% from three. He comes out of sophomore year and jumps up 10%, and, that, and he shot 36% uh, from three. Uh, and, in his sophomore season. So that's a pretty dang big jump for a big like that. And I actually like his shot. Uh, I actually wrote down, I trust it, form is nice, as far as a, a, a note on his shot. So my problem with him is I like him as a prospect, but here's the thing. I don't know what he what is he more of. Is he more of a four and more of a five? And I say this of I think he's almost too big to defend some of these quicker fours. But I don't think he's big enough to be like the big body guy that you throw in to like bang with Valanciunas or something like that. So that's where I kind of worry with it because he's he's athletic and he blocks shots and he hits some threes. So, okay, what we did with the guards on Monday's pod is we kind of looked at these guards and said, all right, Dallas does kind of a bullpen approach with the guards like they do the center. And we have like Brunson, we have Seth Curry, and we have this DeLon Wright. Which avenue do you kind of go down? If we did the bigs the same way with like Boban, uh, Dwight, Dwight Powell, and Maxi, if we just did those three, I would put I would put put Jalen Smith in the Maxi like that avenue. But the thing is, Maxi's just quicker with his feet than I think Jalen Smith is. I think what you said as a weakness, just watching him try to guard some defender like perimeter guys, he's just not as quick laterally when it comes to defending on the perimeter. And what does that look like when you get put in the pick and roll? And I mean, we all we all know you know with that. So, I think long term for him, the ceiling that he has to be shooting for is Serge Ibaka. Like yeah. that, that's his that's his guy that he has to hope that his career is that. And so I like him. I just don't know for Dallas. You know, we've been pretty open that we want Dallas to take a wing and a wing, wing, wing all day. Go listen to yesterday's pod. We give you two guys uh, that we really want Dallas to target the 18th pick if they stay there. But, yeah, the big route, Jalen Smith's cool, but I don't know if it's cool enough. <laughs> it feels like it, this is going to be more of a developmental pick to me. Uh, and a, a player like that, the Mavs just aren't. It's not as developmental as Poku, right? Like, But uh, the two weaknesses that the ringer pointed out, the stiff lateral movements and the weak lower body. So, like, you can't he can't go out and defend – wings and you can't defend really strong guys in the post it's like okay well if you're not defending either lebron or anthony davis what like what are you gonna bring you know uh that's kind of the the thing that we're we're questioning on with this so 
that's Jalen Smith. I don't really have too much else to say about him. Um, I don't think the Mavericks. I think somebody. Will, I think somebody will take him and turn him into a long-term five, though, and I think he'll be fine. Yeah, I, I like him. It's just in Dallas once again. If you are, let's say they keep all three of those bigs and Bobo, Maxi, and Dwight, I think he gets pretty redundant with Maxi at that point, and I just like Maxi better than him. If you're an undersized big, or I guess six ten, not that undersized, but if you're if you're a guy like that, you got to be really strong. And I don't know if Jalen Smith is that kind of player like yeah. a like a bam or even Dwight Howard right Dwight Howard's like 6'9 it's kind of a you know unwritten secret that he's not seven feet tall but he's just obviously huge so he can make up for it uh, yeah. all right let's do Jalen McDaniels now Jalen McDan- McDaniels 6'10 uh his weight <laughs> on some sites he's 184 pounds on some sites he's 200 pounds no clue I would say like less I'd say I'd say closer to 180 to me 6'11 wingspan. He's going to be 20 years old at the time of the draft. He went to school at Washington. The Ringers' one sentence says he's a hyped-up prospect who underwhelmed as a freshman but retains appeal with his size, shooting ability, and defensive versatility. He's a pretty good ball handler, pretty good spot-up shooter. He has potential as a defender. Uh, He did pretty well with switches, according to the Ringer. He's not a good finisher, underachieved in college, not a good playmaker, makes some pretty bad decisions, and he's really skinny. The Ringer had him at 26, ESPN at 24, and The Athletic had him at 23. This t- he just to me screamed Brandon Ingram like just a you know a tier below Brandon Ingram as a prospect, but the exact same style and like you know look and yeah. build. No, I like him. I, I do. I, I like him a lot. I think him. If I had to pick two guys that I think will go higher than what mock drafts are saying, I think it's Jaden McDaniels and Neesmith. I think both of those mm-hmm. guys could go higher because when you look at McDaniels, everything's there as far as athletically, body, everything. Like you said, 6'9", 6'10", 6'11", wingspan. The Duke can handle the ball. He was seventh overall in the 2019 recru- recruiting class coming in. So, like, he was a, a top recruit. That's what got me. I sent Nick this, like, link. I'm like, dude, you want to go down some rabbit trails. Don't do drafts. <laughs> like, drafts are fun to look at and say, oh, see who got drafted, you know, third overall and who they met. Go and look up, like, recruiting classes coming out of high school and how some of these guys, where they're ranked and stuff, and it's just really funny. But Jaden McDaniels. Oh, you got to mention the, the 2014 one. Justin Jackson yeah. was like ninth, and he was above. Justin Jackson was above Carl Anthony Carl Towns, Towns. D'Angelo, Dan, uh, D'Angelo Russell, Russell, Devin Booker, a bunch of people. Uh, I tweeted out one that was funny. Is the next year, and there was like Donovan Mitchell was forty third on that Yikes. list. Uh, it was crazy, but anyway, um, he was a. I was trying to say Jade McDaniel was a highly recruited guy coming out of high school because he just has everything. It's just the worry on him. It's just where his head's at. Some of the stuff that I was looking into is wild. <laughs> he fouled out eight times, eight <laughs> times last season. He had six technical fouls. It's like <clears throat> there was times that if he he just didn't consistently like put everything together on the basketball court. It's like the first half of the season he did really well, and then he got really inconsistent. The second half. Then his body language, you read different stuff about the body language. So I get how that can scare teams off. And But, man, in a draft like this, and you get in your bad team, and you're not a you're not a team that technically, like, needs him in the rotation. It's like, it's just like a luxury pick. Just take him because I think his talent, if you're willing to give it a shot and put him into your culture, your system and stuff. I th- Spurs. My, is he Andrew Wiggins? 
or is he a better offensively version of John Isaac? Like that's the that's where I get kind of scared. Is he or is his max? You know, Brandon Ingram. I think like that's I, the, I just saw Brandon Ingram like every time he touched the ball, <laughs> just look like because he just has long arms, super skinny, can you know do all those things decently well, defend decently well, but he's Brandon Ingram with a you know. You know, problem, <laughs> right? Like he's just yeah. Well, I'd say Ingr- Ingram is better at oh, of this course, point, yeah. Like offensively polished, but yeah, there is stuff that McDaniel's though that pulls he pulls off. You know, yeah, dribbling everything, shots. He's got it. It's just can somebody really put it together for him and put him in a system? And I just don't know if Dallas is going to take the time. I don't know if that's the thing, but yeah. Uh, you could definitely talk yourself out of the people we're talking about today. Jaden McDaniels is the guy that I'm like, all right, if Dallas took him, I'm like, okay, this is, if this hits, this is a big time pick. Yeah, that is a, that one is a little interesting to me. I have no interest though in taking a guy that needs to be developed and needs to, I don't know. It doesn't seem like a, a pick that the Mavericks would make, right? The, the type of guy. Uh, the next no. guy that, that we're going to talk about. Uh, or actually, the, there's a guy later for 31 we'll talk about that I think is a, a Mavericks-type guy. But the next guy we're going to talk about is Precious Achua. We'll talk about him, explain why he could be the pick for the Mavericks coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris, let's get into Built Bar. Built Bars, our favorite bars. Protein bar tastes like a candy bar. They're delicious, covered in 100% chocolate. They have incredible flavors. The raspberry peanut butter is good. The mint brownie is good. The double chocolate is good. The orange, I think I like, with the orange and chocolate. If you like that kind of flavor combination, those are good. Peanut butter brownie. They're soft and easy to chew. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. Great for a keto diet. For example, the new cookies and cream flavor. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off delicious protein bars at BuiltBar.com. All right, Isaac, let's get into these next prospects. Okay, so Precious. Precious Achua, he is... 6'9", 223 pounds, 7'2", wingspan, huge wingspan. He's going to be 21 years old at the time of the draft, went to school at Memphis. The ringer says he's an energetic big with potential to be a multi-positional defender and versatile scorer, though he's in the early stages of his development. He's a really good pick-and-roll finisher, a rim runner, good rebounder, athletic defender. He has tons of potential in that area. His weaknesses, he's turnover-prone. Bad shooter, sixty percent from the from you know the free throw line, thirty percent on all jumpers. That was that's not a good stat. Inconsistent defender. The ringer has him at twenty four. ESPN has him at ten. The athletic mocked him at fifteen, and then Tankathon had him at twelve. All over the place there. Uh, the ringer is not super high on him. Uh, what did you think about Precious? I mean, he's your like Montrez Harrell of this class, right? I mean, yeah. that's your. I mean, this is the guy, an energy guy. He's fun to watch like on tape because a dude just like just gives you all the energy he's gonna hustle uh, it's just the shooting it's a, that's just such a defined role and I mean you've seen with Harold like Harold just got played off the floor some you know in the playoffs to where if you're if you're a big and you can't shoot you gotta be like you gotta bring a lot more to the table and we think Harold on lost money ends. in the bubble yeah we think Harold lost money because what his like reputation was like, oh man, he's just like energetic, tough nosed defender, and he can you know be a versatile defender. And it's like, well, crap, then he just got played off the floor in the playoffs he, against Jokic. He was a tough nosed defender, but he wasn't an effective defender, right? Like it's like, 
Yeah, so like that's the that's the thing. So I I like Precious a lot. The shooting thing, yeah. I mean that's that's the killer thing for him because I mean with majority of the teams out there, you don't want more than one person on the floor at the same time who can't shoot. So if you bring somebody like Precious in. Uh, he's not going to start for any team. You're going to bring him off the bench, but he's the he's a bullpen type of guy, right? Yeah. And if you're for me, like he was the only one of these four that I'm like I don't even know what avenue for Dallas because Dallas doesn't really have that. That's kind of what we're saying with Mon- why I like Montrez Harrell because like I guess Dwight Powell is that to an extent, but I think like that Dallas doesn't really have a Montrez Harrell. They don't really have a precious type of guy on their team. So I'm not saying that that yeah. I don't know where I, I where I'm at on the shooting thing <laughs> bothers me, uh, but I like him as an energy guy, and I think he'll be a versatile defender. I think he he'll grab rebounds. Yeah, cool. Even though he probably got paid a lot from Penny. <laughs> yeah, I don't see this as a pick for the for the Mavericks. Uh, he kind of has that, you know. He's the combination of like Maxi's defense with like Dwight's offensive game, but. So I don't, I don't really think the Mavericks need a player like this. And to be honest, he's probably going to be gone if these mocks are right. So he's he's going to be gone for for somebody already. Uh, but yeah, I don't see him as a as a pick for the Mavericks, which kind of just destroys this whole segment. But <laughs> well, I mean, we didn't even talk about this at the beginning. I mean, we broke down these pods, these draft pods this week from bigs, wings, guards. Yeah. And, you know, we started with guards and stuff. It's like, hey, we got to touch on some of the wings, but we only did four in this podcast because there's really not a ton of these bigs through this range in that 18 range that, I mean, we thought about Xavier Tillman, but it's like, well, I mean, Nick was texting me. He's like, hey, well, some people are mocking him like 40. So yeah, uh, ESPN had him mocked at 40. <laughs> so, so like we're like, not, so we didn't even touch him here at 18 because there are so many wings and you know, we've both been very open. Sadiq Bay, Aaron Neesmith, like those guys that if Dallas does stay at 18, those are the guys we want Dallas to take. And then let's just say all the wings are gone. I would rather them go a guard route than a big route, right? I mean, yeah. I would rather them go Maxie, you know, Maxie, Tyrese Maxie. Lewis. Yeah, somebody like that instead of, you know, the big route. Okay, let me just say, if you had to take one of these four yeah. for Dallas, who would you take out of the four we talked today of these bigs? Man, uh, I'm, that's hard. <laughs> I might take I might take Jalen Smith. Okay, Big, I think I would take Jaden McDaniels. Yeah, see, see, I, I for some reason I'm just so against like a project type guy, right? Which I guess Jalen Smith would be, but at least he brings a little bit of like he's already a, a decent shooter. He's big. He's got a long wingspan. He can, you know, at least try to defend different positions. And I, yeah, the whole thing about Jaden McDaniels being like so up and I think he's up and down to in, a co- wing. in college. Yeah, Jaden McDaniels is closer to a wing. He's essentially a wing to me. Yeah, I think if we're putting people down those av- like those lanes, I think he's more of like a Dorian Finney-Smith lane of he would probably play the four, yeah. you know, yeah, and they would just try to yeah, if if I had to pick one of these four, I would take the Jaden McDaniels. I would go on the talent of it and hopefully in our system, the culture and everything, we can uh, get the most out of him. But still, that's just if we had to pick one of those four, I'd still go the wing route or even the guard route over one of these bigs. Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of where the draft is. Like none of these guys super like kind of blew me away, right? With with what people are saying about them. So, I'm not Yeah. I'm not super excited about any of these guys. I did get excited about a lot of the wings. So, there you go. That's our first round of, you know, the way we're going to do some of these draft profiles. We'll do the same thing next week with pick 31. We'll go through 
different positions. And then after that, we'll go through individually the players that we really like. So we'll do a real deep dive on Sadiq Bay. We'll do a real deep dive on Aaron Neesmith, you know, uh, and stuff like that. So we probably won't do one on any of these guys. <laughs> That's just the way Probably it is, not. but that's how it is. Guys, we'll be back tomorrow with a uh, another pod. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Mavs. Peace out. Boom. You know that really, really tall girl that you go to school with? Would you maybe want to? Well, that's me. Uh, um, uh, never, never mind.